Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Uh, here we are with the 415ers podcast, a pilot episode with Joe Shatsky, the Butcher, and Bonte Hill. Subscribe on the 415ers podcast feed. You can find that under the morning roast on 8570game.com or find us on the Odyssey app, the 415ers podcast. We're going to try to knock one of these out every single week of the offseason. And once we get into the season, we'll do it twice a week. And once we get into the season, there's going to be a lot of talk about Trey Lance, who for some yeah. reason – a lot of these experts think that Trey Lance ain't ready. Trey Lance ain't ready to play quarterback. Bring back Jimmy Garoppolo. Let me ask you this, Shafty, because I see Niner fans starting to bring this up. And Niner Nick, we love yeah. Nick Newman. He's starting to condition himself in the brain saying, you know what? I wouldn't mind Jimmy as a backup. I think that would be detrimental to this locker room with Jimmy Garoppolo after this offseason, after talks of trading him, after the shoulder surgery that set back the 49ers offseason plan, which they couldn't trade him because of the shoulder. You cannot bring Jimmy Bratt to training camp whatsoever. He cannot step foot on the field at Levi Stadium when training camp starts. Isn't this a toxic relationship? Like, and I think Jimmy's been a good soldier. I do. I really do think Jimmy's been a good soldier. Not that the Niners have done him wrong. I think they've done some things that they wish they could do back. Like, I do believe that. Like, everybody in any relationships got some ones that they would like to call back. But isn't this one of those things where, guys, we're both kind of done with each other, right? Like, that's that, to me, allowing both parties to move on is the most healthy, logical yeah. solution to this. That's the way I would view this. Jimmy, you move on. We appreciate everything you've done. Why don't you get out of here, out of sight, out of mind? You have right. no worry about teammates clamoring or whispering if Trey Lance throws a couple incomplete passes. Trey Lance, fully empowered. Now, is there an argument to be said? Trey needs to earn the job in front of his teammates. All that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we just saw the Peacock doc from Joe Montana and anybody who's a 49er <laughs> fan was watching that thing up and down. Yeah. And the great Steve Young, for crying out loud, who's a Hall of Famer, couldn't even get his own center in the middle of an MVP season to say that he was the better quarterback while the other guy, Montana, hadn't played for two years. Like, that's where this thing is. Now, I'm not saying Jimmy is Joe. That's sacrilegious. I'm nowhere near that. But my point being is that guys have loyalties. And in the back of their head, they're going to think irrationally in crazy-ass times. And so, yeah, I believe for both parties, the healthiest solution is to let everyone go and move on and sail away. I, I, I totally agree with everything you just said there. And I've been a big Jimmy Garoppolo fan. You have. After he elected 
you know, to get the surgery on his shoulder. He's not going to throw a football until mid-June. He even said mm-hmm. on Sirius XM a few weeks ago when he did a radio interview, which was rare, he, all of a sudden he's talking to media and whatnot. And he's like, you know, I'm not sure when I'm going to be able to throw a football again. I'm, there's going to be limitations. We'll take your limited ass somewhere else, please. <laughs> I, I just I just can't deal with it. It, it. it turned our relationship into a toxic relationship, talking about Jimmy Garoppolo and discussing <laughs> so My thing is, Shanahan, you don't like the guy. You should have moved off him three weeks, three years ago. But you have Trey Lance now. And what I saw from Trey Lance, we both saw it in training camp. The reports we saw in training camp, the composure he had in the Arizona game and his first start. Now to get to an undefeated Arizona Cardinals team on the road. He had some ups and downs. He had some downs, but he had some ups. One thing he showed me was toughness. Going at the goal line, going head up with safety is not the smartest thing in the world, mm-hmm. but he showed toughness. He showed moxie. And then in a game, that nobody discusses enough because everyone wants to say, oh, it's the Houston Texans. Well, the Texans were playing better down the stretch. They were playing better down the stretch. And they said, you know what? This is our Super Bowl. Let's spoil the 49ers party and let's knock them out of the playoff mix. And then a had-to-have-it game. You don't win that game against Houston. You don't go to the playoffs. And you don't go to the NFC Championship game. Trey Lance in the second half, bounce back. Now, he was up and down in that game. I thought a little bit of Shanahan not doing him service with the play calling. A little bit of, of it was Trey Lance in decision-making. He stepped up in the second half when the Niners needed mm-hmm. to, and they end up blowing out the Houston Texans. I am so hyped for Trey Lance because well, of what he has upstairs, the IQ. And I'm sure he's filing away all the Matt Lombardos, the Pete Priscos, all the guys who are saying Trey Lance ain't ready. The coaching staff really doesn't want Trey Lance. I'm so juiced about this quarterback, because I feel like, Chatsky, we finally have our Steve Young again. Finally have our Joe Montana again. Now, that's a lot of pressure. No, I mean, he, he reminds me style of play more like John Elway, but I hear you. Keep going. No, no, no style of play, yeah, John Elway, no doubt. I'm just saying in terms of greatness. I don't care mm-hmm. the style or whatnot. Just being a great football player, I think Trey Lance can be that. And he has the size. He has the arm strength. I think he has the smarts to do I it. I think he has the emotional capability as well. To, to me – the emotional, the one area that we can't quantify with Jimmy G, the emotional stability to be critiqued up and down by his head coach. I believe Trey has that in him. It's a quality that I don't think we discuss a lot about the unflappable nature of Jimmy G. If you wanted to look at his arm strength's not good. He's not mobile in the pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear all that. But to take the criticism from that coach, not a lot of guys can be Bill Belichick's quarterback. Not a lot of guys can be Bill Walsh's quarterback. Not a lot of guys can be Kyle Shanahan's quarterback. Quarterback. So I think emotional capability is another element that we don't discuss enough. Oh, uh, it's huge. It's huge from the quarterback position. Think about Tom Brady. You think about uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes. You think about Josh Allen. Mm. You think about all these great quarterbacks. And the comp to John Elway, I think it's spot on. Although I think John Elway ran a little bit better outside he of the did pocket. early. And yeah, Trey Lance. I think people forget John Elway was an athletic freak. This he guy played center field he, for the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. Come on, uh, man. But I mean, more like the hundred mile an hour fastball. Right. The hundred mile right. an hour fastball was the hallmark of John Elway for a long time. Here's one thing that I do want to say, B. I think you and I we put out a video in training camp last year, and I just I'm so sick of the overanalyzation of things that are so obvious to me. I have been watching the 49er quarterback play for 40 years. Watch it with these two eyes. I've been to games my whole life. Bonte, has anyone been to more live 49er games that you talk to on a regular basis than yeah, myself? Nah, I'm nah, not nah, trying nah. to give you my bona fides, but I'm yeah, just yeah, telling yeah. you, like, I've watched great 
and horrific quarterback play. And there are certain things that pop off on me. The physical gifts this guy has are in such a rarefied conversation in just the last 25 years. I don't think people really truly appreciate how big this guy is amongst a field of giants. Bonte, he's the size of a tight end or a D end. No, you know, Shasky, we got a lot of heat for that video. We go down to training camp. And My eyes there. don't lie. We got down there. And Trey Lance, they said that was the first time he'd been unleashed to run out of the pocket. So he runs for like three first downs in his first five plays, right? Play's not there. Play's not there. Let me scamper out the pocket, mm -hmm. get a first down, and get out of bounds. And then the music got turned up on the loudspeakers. We start hearing part of me by future. And who, who was little Yachty? I don't even know who yeah. was on that song. It was a slapping, right? I can't right? wait for training see, camp. I, um, I, I can't wait. You ready for the hats? It's driving me insane that I'm not going to be there the first two uh, weeks, right? I, I, I was, I'm, now I'm getting depressed. But look, we go out there to trade camp, and Jimmy throws a pick six to Warner. First, he throws behind Mostert on the sideline, yes. almost gets picked off. Then he throws a pick six to uh, Fred Warner Jr., and he gets absolutely rattled. Rattled yeah. in front of everybody. It's like, oh, my God, he's he's kind of like, he's kind of pooping on himself right now. Yeah. And Jimmy yeah. Kept in front of all the fans and everybody. And Trey Lance comes in. It's just a subtle five-step drop back, throws an out route to Ross Dwelly. I'm like, damn, hash marks to the, Jones. to the wide side of the field. And then he just started throwing dimes. He started throwing dimes. And it was like, oh, my God. And you saw the reaction from the players. You saw the reaction mm, from the, the kids. And you saw that's the reaction from some of the beat writers like, oh, this guy's coming. I still believe Trey Lance outplayed Jimmy Garoppolo in training camp. But those reps that he received down in San Diego, scrimmaging against the Chargers, mm -hmm. those reps he received in the preseason, playing those two games, high-level games against the tough Arizona Cardinals mm -hmm. and against the Texans and basically a playoff game for the 49ers. I'm telling you, our eyes don't lie. Our eyes no. don't lie. One thing we know, Shasky, is quarterbacks. Now, we're going to get some wrong. We're going to miss here. And Trey Lance, mm -hmm. he may be a bust. Well, it's up to him as well. No, I'm, I'm with you. Like, well, like Colin Kaepernick had a lot of talent, a lot of talent and things around him completely depreciated. And I do believe to some extent, not only did the organization fail him, I think that he didn't get better at a lot of the little subtleties that make elite quarterbacks, like touch, pocket awareness. I think at times the playbook, whether it changed too much or his comprehension level wasn't good enough, there wasn't enough synergy there for me. So uh, there's a lot of things that outside of skill and talent make you a really good quarterback because, I, you know, you look at Tom Brady and just physically, he's 6'5" and can throw i think people underrate those two elements but there's a lot of other things he does that you can't quantify in a book his brain is the most intelligent part of his body drew Brees' brain peyton manning's brain i'm talking about the greats even patrick mahomes for as goofy as his mechanics can get at times i mean he has a brilliant football brain where it does feel like the field slows down for him be very interested they say the number one jump you make is from your rookie year that off season into your second year i'm ready to see it but before we get out of here just just table the, the trey lansing because that's a discussion for all year what did you think when they announced that the san francisco 49ers are playing november 21st oh. down in mexico baby against the arizona so, cardinals so i had some friends send me round trip round trip uh ticket prices to mexico city and one-way ticket prices. How much? City. Just a little over $300 for the one-way ticket down to Mexico City. And I'm thinking, damn, it's November 21st. 
I would personally have to wait on that because of the Warriors season. If they did bring me back out, let me see if doesn't bring me back. Viva La Mexico, baby. We're going out stadium. Let's go. But if I am back with the go to state Warriors, I'm not sure if I can go be a federale for a couple days down in Mexico City. Now, I thought you were going with the saloon font because Mexico, they'll take over Mexico and they'll be yeah. up on the corners on Monday Night Football down in Mexico. But the saloon yeah. font is back. The saloon oh font is all God. the way back. Something we've been looking for. Something we wanted to be in zones. Something we wanted yeah. on the jerseys. The 49ers are starting to finally listen to the fan base. Yeah. Saloon font, man. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I'm really excited. And before we end this podcast, I, I have to ask you one question. All right. Uh-oh. All right. Uh-oh. Now, you're not allowed to take a superstar. All right. I will not allow you to take a Hall of Famer. All right. You have a third and four. It's one catch. To get the game going, get a first down or put your team into a field goal position. You get all of the history of San Francisco 49er football. Who, and it doesn't even have to be the right answer. Who is the guy in your head that you're envisioning makes this third and four catch? Bonte Hill, I'll start with you and I'll tell you who mine is. So it can't be a Hall of Famer? It cannot be a Hall of Famer. It's got to be a more obscure name than that. For example... I'll give right, you mine. Right. No, hold on, no, no, no. I, I got one. I got two, actually. I'm going right. to cheat a little bit here. Is give me two. It's either John Taylor or Brent Jones. Oh, see, I'm going more obscure than you. I was going to go Mike Sherrard. I'm going Mike Wilson. <laughs> Mike Wilson, four-time oh, Super Bowl on. champion, number 85. That's who I'm going with. Look them up, folks. 1980s. We're going three stripes uh, uh, saloon font. Give me Mike Wilson with that first down. You gotta love that, Monte. I, I do love that number eighty-five man. He he was a baller. I do. That is that is a little obscure. Greg Clark is that obscure? Greg Clark can get you a third and four catch. That's not bad. I thought you were honestly. I thought you were gonna go Freddie Solomon on me. Thought you were gonna go eighty-eight. No. But uh, I, I'm not mad at that. I'm not. Yeah, mad. You love John, John Taylor. Taylor. John Taylor's a forty-nine er Hall of Famer. Uh, Give me obscure. Like I mean, I'll even accept yeah. Arnez Battle. Yeah, hard as battle. Kendrick Bourne, how about that? How about Kendrick Bourne? I like that. I like that. That's a good call. I, I'm you know, Kendrick Bourne made a lot of good first downs, so he had, he made a lot of plays for the 49ers. So um, a lot of fun, man. Look, the 415ers podcast will be around all year long, and as long as they continue to plug us with this yes. podcast for 415ers, thanks to Mark Grandy producing this bad boy. Yep. We got Mark Grandy out of bed to do this. We're getting him out yeah. of bed. Mark Randy don't wake up until noon, all right? Yeah. He's got to produce a David and Rattle show at 3 o'clock. He usually wakes up around noon, gets to the and he's so young. and he does his thing. He's so young, he was probably going to come in with, I think it's Trent Taylor, fellas. Yeah, and he's so young, too. He's probably a Dylan Brooks fan because he went to Oregon. Oh, oh no, no, oh, Mark Don't, Randy. please, not now, not now. Dylan. Subscribe Can't to the him. 415ers podcast anywhere that you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, yeah. Apple, you name it. Click subscribe, rate and review. It helps us out. Support us, yo. Let's go. Yeah, we'll have some special guests in the future. We've already yeah. working on that. We have some bloggers, podcasters, and even some players who may chime in on a Formula Fibers podcast. That's it for us. It's Joe Shatsky the Butcher. It's Bonte Hill. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the Formula Fibers podcast. If not, we'll see you on a morning roast from 6 to 9 every single day, Monday through Friday on 95.7 The Game.